Revealing the person and ministry of Jesus through the teaching of God's word and the demonstration of power. The transforming word of God with Reverend Enoch Abisai. And now, today's word. started looking at the concept of love, the concept of love, and um, we tried to lay the foundation for our teaching. We read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. And I was reading from the Message Bible. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't laugh, I am nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, Revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. And if I have faith, that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps. But I don't laugh. I am nothing. Amen. Are you listening to the word of God? If you speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, and you don't have love, the Bible says that you are nothing. And I wanted us to, I mean, understand that it's a very serious thing that the Bible is talking about. You know, when he says in verse 2, if I speak God's word with power, and you don't reveal some mysteries, so he says you reveal all mysteries. All mysteries. Every mystery in the word of God you know. So imagine when you stand the revelation and the insight you are going to bring out to the people of God. Hallelujah. Mysteries. You know all mysteries. You know revelations. I mean, when you talk, everybody knows that you are a man of the spirit. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, and you have faith that can say to the mountain, move. And the mountain will move. I mean, in other words, you are a great man of awesome miracles. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, when Jesus is talking about faith and he's saying that causing some, a mountain to move, in other words, no matter what, I mean, one of the strongest things to move is not a house. It's not a car. I mean, even a budo can move a car. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can use your car to crash into a building and the building can come down. But one of the most difficult things to move, relocate, is a mountain. I mean, a natural mountain, not an artificial mountain. You have made a heap of sand. That is not what we are talking about. So when Jesus is talking about faith, he is talking about 
overcoming obstacles. Every challenge, anything that is a, a strong challenge, faith can be able to move it. Imagine somebody with no hands. It is a challenge before you, but faith can make the hands come. Somebody who is dead, faith can make the person rise up. So imagine any wild thing. The Bible says that faith has the capacity to cause it to move. And the Bible is saying that when you have faith that can do wild things, and then this small element of love is not present, Bible is saying that you are nothing. So imagine, imagine the greatest thing anybody can do in the kingdom of God. Imagine it. Are you imagining something? Yes. The greatest thing, any, I mean, can you imagine somebody, I mean, if I come and stand here right now, and then your teeth got broken, and I say, come forward, and I put my hands on your lips, let the teeth appear. I'm telling you that most of you, when you see me, you would see me as some wild man. Is it not true? Yes. Somebody whose leg is cut, and they bring the person here. And I say, sit, 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 sit on the altar. Stretch your leg. And I begin to do this. Then the leg begins to grow out. I think most of you will take your phones and Charlie, that week there, I'll be on Facebook. I'll be everywhere. Why? Because a man of miracles have appeared. Yet, Paul is saying by the Spirit of God that Somebody who can do that thing and yet, before God, the person is nothing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So imagine, oh, I'm telling you to imagine anything at all God can use somebody to do. There's only one act in the kingdom of God that can negate everything and that is love. So can it be that most of the things that we do for God and we think we are accepted of him because we do it, God looks at us and says you are nothing because you lack love. What you did is a waste. You see, there are some of us who will preach or who will sing or who will play instrument and to God you are making noise. Do you know that human beings can hail you but God looks at you and he, it, it, it it's not, you are not pleasant to look at. Do you understand what I'm saying? So imagine Candy singing. Oceans. And God looks, God is saying, it's noise. What you are singing, God has not heard it. He said that it's like, it's like the cracking noise of a, of a rusty gate. When you open the rusty gate, everybody knows you are entering that's, that's what he said. So, we have to ask ourselves that, what is this thing love that can almost negate everything and then we become nothing before God? I mean, imagine if, if, if those who are doing spiritual things can become nothing. Imagine those who are not even born again. I mean, imagine how you will sound, how it will sound. I get what I'm saying. Verse 3. And this one even amazes me. The verse 3. If I give everything I own 
to the poor. Everything, I mean, can you imagine candy? You just hear that prophet said that everything he owes, I'm selling it, I'm giving it to the poor. You know that you look at me with a certain reverence. I mean, this guy is a spiritual man. Oh. How can he, he loves people? I mean, because if it is not love that will make you sell your things and give it to other people, I don't know what will motivate you to do that. But Bible is saying that somebody can actually do that, and yet that's not love. Hey. Okay. Look at the next one. He said, even go to the stake to be burned as a matter. Can you imagine? He said, anybody here, who, who, if you deny Jesus, if you, ask, if you say Jesus is Lord, we will kill you. And then you say, yes, Jesus is Lord. And they put you and they kill you, they slaughter you. The Bible is saying that you can still do that act but in the absence of love. Paul wants to use, you see, what Paul is trying to do is to paint a picture for us to think the wildest thing that anybody at all can do. And Paul is saying that if you do that wild thing and it is not done in love, it is nothing. You are nothing. The reward is not. So most of us will think that most of the things that we are going to, we are going to receive some wild rewards in heaven. And you'll be surprised that we'll get to heaven and there will be no reward. Because what you did was nothing. It was surprising to the pastor. They will be driving the church bus, but in heaven he has done nothing. It was surprising that all the years I've been preaching and preaching and I'll sweat and I'll be feeling pains in my body and I can't chill the way people are chilling. And yet I get to God. God says that you, what did you do? He said, you preached. He said, I don't remember. It's not recorded. It is nothing. Nadia, all the rehearsals you have come, all the complaining transportation that you could have used to chill yourself, you came for rehearsal, and God said, it is what? Nothing. So, then I'm thinking that that thing that can make every work we do nothing is something that we must understand. And we must ask ourselves, whether what we are doing is something or it is nothing. You can even come to church and your God says you are not in church. Do you know that we are so much used to how people see us? That is one thing that we must deal with if we will work with God. We must be interested in what God thinks. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 has a very beautiful scripture about God. Hebrews 4 1, 3 Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom we have to do. In other words, God can see everything. So it's not even what you think or what another person thinks that matters. It is what God thinks. 
Say amen. So then, what is this thing called love? Let's go on again. So, no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I am bankrupt without love. So, Paul is saying that what makes everything we do in the kingdom meaningful is love. Everything we do in the kingdom, what makes it meaningful is love. What gives true meaning to every act in the kingdom of God is love. Every other thing makes it meaningless. Every other thing makes it meaningless. Now, so after Paul has said these things for the first three verses of 1 Corinthians 13, Paul now will now begin to jump and then try to help us understand what love is. Paul starts by telling us what love is then the next verse, he goes us to tell us what love is not. He gave only two definitions or two components of what love is. Then he moves on to about nine of what love is not. In order for us to compare it with our lives to see if we have what love is and if we don't have what love is not. Say Amen. Now, before I go on, let me add this. This love Paul is talking about must be well understood before we go on to what Paul has for us from verse 4. In the Bible, as we know it, that there are four definitions or there are four words that are used love. Whenever you see love in the Bible, it can be any of these four, and I'm going to be mentioning them. Number one, when you see love, it can mean eros. E-R-O-S. And this is a kind of love that exists between a man and a woman. Erotic love. Romantic love. This is a love that exists between a husband and a wife. Erotic love. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Number two, we have the second kind of love, which is referred to as storge. S-T-O-R-G-E. S-T-O-R-G-E. Storge. Now, this is the love that exists between family family. Like, the love I have for my children is torch. So sometimes when you are reading the Bible, Bible will say, and maybe Abraham loved you know, Isaac. That love there is torch, which means a love that you have for Giovanni. It's torch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can read the Bible and you say that Isaac may be loved Rebecca. It is not storage. It is what? Eros. Romantic love. 
Amen. Number three. Now, the third love that you can see in the Bible is what we refer to as philia. Philia. P H I. It's not F. P H I L L I A. Or some people spell it P H I L I A. Philia. Or filio. Right. Now, what is this love? This is the love that exists between friends. Friends. What existed between Jonathan and David was filio. It was not eros. And that is why people get the interpretation of the Bible wrong because when they read and said Jesus loved um, Lazarus or Jesus loved Martha, you are thinking it is eros. But the Greek word used there is filio. He loved her with the love a friend has for each other. Say amen. Filio. So when you have a friend and you love the friend, it is what? Filio. Another word that is used for love is agape. Unfortunately for us here this evening, the love Paul was referring to was not Eros love. From verse 1, verse 2, verse 3 was not erotic love. Neither was it the love that exists between you and your children, you and your mother, you and your father. That's not it. Neither is it the love that you have for friends. The love that Paul was referring to is agape love. And when I read it, I said, then this is difficult. It will be difficult when we understand what agape love is. What is this love that Paul is talking about? That if I prophesy and I don't have it, I am nothing. If I heal the sick and I don't have it, I am nothing. I can do all the miracles. And yet, if I don't have agape, I am nothing. So, what is agape love? I'll give you quite a number of definitions said to help us understand it. Number one, it is the love that loves without changing. It loves without changing. Which also means that it is the love that loves unconditionally. I wish we could just end it here. This is difficult. But forget, in Galatians chapter 5, when Paul is still talking about the fruits of the Spirit, the first one he mentions is love. Which means that once you give your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, it begins to bear fruit inside you. And one of the main first manifestations of a true born again is to walk in this thing called love. It's, it's serious. 
No, go to Galatians 5. It's verse 19. It's serious. Please, quickly. Verse 19 or 21. 21. This is the works of the flesh. Right. Now, but the fruit of the spirit is what? You see, the amazing thing about this one is that it didn't say the fruits of the spirit. You see, it's, 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 it's difficult. It says the fruit of one fruit that is born in you by the Holy Spirit contains these components. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. One fruit. So, it's, it's so you can't say you have one and you don't have one. God, by the Holy Spirit, expects us that the moment we are born of God, we have the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not looking at the fruits of the Spirit. I'm just looking at the first one. I mean, if in order of merit, if, if that is what is put there, it's what? It's what? In other words, the basic thing that should be found in a true child of God is this love that we are talking about. The basic thing. In other words, true repentance boils in you love. If you have truly repented and changed and converted, one of the basic things you will manifest is love. Basic. Everybody say basic. Everybody say basic. But listen, if it is basic to your life and to my life. The first definition of agape love is unconditional love. So, I flow with him because he is good to me. He does something that hurts me. I don't flow with him. It is natural. It is human. But it is not divine. What you are saying? Okay. First Corinthians chapter 3. I don't know whether it's verse 4. You know. Paul is going to make a statement, a very harsh statement. Okay. It's first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, when it's talking about. Yes. Okay. So go up. Let's start from verse 1. Let's look at something. Look at something. I just wish I was not the person talking about this. Because and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Paul said, There's something I want to really say. But when I look at your state now, you are not spiritual. But canal, babes in Christ. Hey. So what is Paul going to talk about that he is now referring to them as they are babes? Because what he's going to say, he says that what I'm going to say is for spiritual people. Do you know that we think that spirituality is tongues? Spirituality is the laying of hands. But the Bible has a different perspective. We will not be judged by what we think. We will be judged by what the word of God has said. Spirituality. 
So Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus said, on that day, many will come to me saying, I prophesied in your name, I healed the sick. In your name, I cast out demons in your name. But he will say, I know you not, ye worker of iniquity. It's a very, it's a very dangerous thing. But Paul said, I brethren, when I came to you, I could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as babes in Christ. Verse 2. What is Paul going to talk about? I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet are you now. Paul said that since the time I came to you, I want to give you deep, solid food, solid revelations. But I couldn't give it to you. Why? Because you, you were babies. So I had to feed you with spiritual milk. Milk. Why is Paul saying this? I mean, Paul, what do you have to, what is it that we are doing that you start introducing your, your chapter in this harsh way? Calling us babes, calling us canna, calling us children, feeding us with milk instead of feeding us with meat. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 3. For are ye yet canna? Semicolon or colon. So he's going to explain why he's saying they are carnal. So in Paul's context, in the writing of the Bible's context, what is carnality? For whereas there is among you envying and strife, wetimi, wakame, wetiame naso, divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Somebody will say, but we are men. Paul said, it is a weird mentality. In the kingdom of God, you cease to be man. You begin to function like God. How can God, that Godhead, stay united for how many years now? No division. I just wish that somebody was preaching and I would listen. Because are you not yet canal when there are divisions and strife? In other words, are you not canal when there is no love and you work as men? Canality. So therefore, true spirituality is behaving like God. How does God behave? God is love. Unconditional. 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 Wow. Lift up your hands. Lift up your right hand. Just pray. Shortly. Spirit of God, give me understanding into this. I, mean, I don't even know whether I'm communicating what God is speaking very well, but just pray that Father, give me understanding into this. I don't want every, the works I'm doing for you to be useless. To be nothing. I need this grace. I need this grace. I need this grace. I need this grace. Help me. Amen. Take your seat. Now listen. So you can choose whether to be a man or to be a God. 
Do you know that there are certain things that you can do, eh? Mercy. Then you say that I am just human. The fact that it sounds sentimental does not mean it is spiritual. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Me we Is that not what we say? But Bible is saying that you are not men. The moment you move from carnality to spirituality, you are moved from being a man to being a God. Behaving and thinking and acting like God. Because it's the spirit that is in us. Say amen. So, unconditional. You respect me, I respect you. Is that not it? Is that not it? Does it not sound like Matthew chapter 5? When one of the people asked Jesus a question. He said, if somebody slaps you, Moses has said, you should also slap him. For a tooth, for a tooth. Yes. Then Jesus sat down. And he says, but I tell you the truth. When somebody slaps you on the left, turn the right. Let him slap it also. Do you know it sounded different for them in that time? Because Jesus has introduced another law, which is the law of grace. It's grace. You can't do it on your own, but the Spirit empowers you. It is grace. He says that Moses has told you you should curse those who despisefully use you and those who speak evil against you. But I say unto you, pray for them that hate you. And they that despisefully use you he says, I pray for them. Can you imagine? I know you don't like me. And yet, I should pray for you. God, you are not being fair. But yet, Paul is saying that is true spirituality. Can I say this without any regret? Your level of spirituality is not dependent on your manifestation of gifts. No. Your level of spirituality is dependent on the level of love you have manifesting in your life. The love of God that you have. Say amen. You know what the Bible said? It says that if somebody slaps your left cheek, he says the left cheek first. That even makes it more alarming. He didn't say the right cheek. He says if somebody slaps your left cheek, Mr. Frank, you are checking your left cheek. <laughs> if so, no, no, no. He says that if somebody slaps your right cheek, turn unto him the left. Where's your right? Where's your right? Uh-huh. So if I am standing here and I have to slap you your right, which hand will I use? Left. In the Jewish community, left was an abomination. Left is used to do, uh, I mean, other things. You understand? So if somebody slaps you with left, apart from the pain, the person has desecrated you. 
according to the Jewish community. And yet God says that when he slapped you, even though he has desecrated you, he has disrespected you, it's like somebody pooping and taking the poo on your face. That is what it means for somebody to slap you with the left hand. God said, don't worry. Don't say anything. Turn the right. Tell the person hit it again. And after the person has done that, when you go to your closet, pray for the person. And Paul is saying, this is the definition of true spirituality. The law of karma is canal, canality. I got my food. You, you got your food. You didn't give me. Me too. I get my own. Make I give you. Make I give you. You see, we are all canal. That is, that is human. Human. But Paul is saying it's carnal. That is natural. But Paul is saying it's carnal. Even children has this tendency. In there. It's a natural tendency. You bought your car when I didn't have a car. You never allowed me to sit in your car. Your car is spot. Now I have a car. Should I pick you? Should I pick you? You walk in the dust. But agape love that we are talking about here is unconditional. In other words, I relate to you and my relationship with you does not change. Number two, my relationship with you is not based on anything. 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 Right? So, I'm relating with Pastor Eddie because I can get something from him. What about when it gets to a time that I cannot get anything from him? How do I relate with him? Unconditional. Paul is saying that if you fail to do this, as simple as it sounds, every other thing you are doing is nothing. It seems simple, but the love it's difficult. And Paul is saying that if you don't get to this point, preach all the preaching, do all the miracles, but it is nothing. Nothing means God does not regard. Nothing means it does not score spiritual marks. Even though you receive human applause, it does not score spiritual marks. Candy is standing here to sing. And yet, has a problem with somebody and God is saying that it is nothing. You are just making noise. I am preaching. And then I look at somebody and I have something in my heart against that person. And God says that all the preaching you are preaching for two hours, in spite of the sweat in the the fasting, the prayer, it is what? Khaled, it is what? Have you seen the way you sweat when you are leading? Can it be that after you have done it, God didn't hear anything? It is what? No, don't be deceived by the presence of God. Because even the jawbone of an ass was used by Samson 
to kill thousand Philistines. The jawbone of Anas was in the hands of Samson, a tool that God used for deliverance. But afterwards, he threw it away. Did you, did you see Samson putting the jawbone in his back and carrying it to his death? He threw it what? God can use you for the sake of his children's deliverance and afterwards you'll be a castaway. Just a castaway. So, don't be deceived. Now, the presence of the Lord is and it is moving. It is a it is a serious thing for God to use you. Because, in fact, God can even use the devil. So, if God is using you, it's not news. You understand what I'm saying? Didn't God use the devil to help him in the greatest assignment on the earth, killing Jesus? God employed the devil. The devil didn't even know that God has employed him. After God used him, God said, hey, I've tricked you. Then Jesus rose up with power. In the same way, your sin cannot be as dangerous as the devil. So God can even use us simply. Imagine. So what I'm telling you today, one key I'm living with you today is that it's a very dangerous thing for God to use you. Because when God is using you, ask yourself, is he using me genuinely or he's using me because there's nobody available? Because sometimes God can use you because there's no nobody else available. So whatever, because of the cry of his children, God will just use you to satisfy somebody. But the truth of the matter is, he does not regard you. Amazing. Say amen. You're not saying amen, no. Unconditional. That is the love he wants us to walk in. Unconditional. Mr. Michel, do you understand unconditional? And this thing is in relation not to God, but in relation with other human beings. Because, I mean, you can love God unconditional. Even for, for the people that, don't, that, that, that relate to God on conditional basis, that one, they, you have not started. I mean, so God, if you don't give me this, it means you are not there. I won't save you. That one, that one there is, is, that's what I'm talking about. Because most of the people here can deal with God on a very unconditional. I mean, God, I mean, you are my God. Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. We know you can do all that. But when it comes to a fellow human being, it's a different thing. So imagine strife, division, and all those things. Ambrose, do you know that there are people standing on a stage singing and when a particular person is leading the song, they don't back. Do, do you understand? Solo, do you understand? It's like Solo has a problem with somebody leading and Solo is just playing the thing anyhow. No spirit. Or Ambrose has increased or changed the key to show the person Pepe. Paul is saying that the truth of the look at your neighbor's face and tell your neighbor you are canal. Yes. The truth of the matter is that when you enter into a particular church, 99.9 of the people in the church are canal. And if I'm not talking to any other church, I have the legal and spiritual right to address Dunamis Chapel. That when we enter into Dunamis Chapel, there is a lot of carnality. Because the concept of love. It's not understood. 
When there is yet divisions and strife and envies, are you not yet canal and walk as men? Why? Because the love element is missing. And when it is missing, everything you do is useless. Does not count. Think about it though. The world that you have been doing, whether it counts, whether it counts, whether it counts, whether it is valuable to God, or you are just, can it be that before God, it is nothing? And God is only using you because nobody else is prepared to do it. This is just one definition of agape. Unconditional. Do you understand what I'm saying? Unconditional. Okay, so Nadia serves me. When I send her, she goes. What happens the day she stands at my face and says, no more, I won't do it. It is natural. In fact, it is canal for me to also say that, clear up, who do you think you are? But Bible is saying that this love he's talking about, that qualifies you to do all the other spiritual things, teaching, teaching, doing all the wild things, is that love that will tell somebody like that, even though you won't go, my love for you has not changed. Until we come to that point, everything we are doing is a waste. So a tooth for a tooth. Leave the world toothless. Love. Please. I'm in a hurry to close. It's it's like handling tongues in your hands. You know, the message is burning me. Because I realize that if I can get this thing right then I would have I'm not ready to start because it's not easy but that is why we subscribe to the grace of God unconditional 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 are you listening to me number two let me close with this agape what is agape Number two, the second definition is this is the love that gives without demanding or expecting a repayment. It is the love that gives without demanding or expecting repayment. Wow! You didn't come for my wedding. Hey. The me too. I won't come. Okay. I'm coming for your program so that when it is time for my program, then you come. And Bible is saying that is not love. Love is when you do something and you are not expecting a repayment. That is why giving to charity it is true love. You see, when you are giving to somebody you know you cannot get anything in return, that is love. When you are giving to somebody with the aim of one day getting it back through another means, it is not love. 
I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. If you give, if let's say, if I give to Pastor Eddie, maybe he doesn't have, and I give to him, in my head, I know one day he will make it. So when he makes it, it will also be time. That is why when it gets to a time that people now don't pay back, we say the way I have helped him, the way I stood by him, the way I defended him, those talking eh, is a talk of carnality. You are acting natural because you did something and you are expecting the person to pay you back. But agape love is doing something and not expecting a repayment. You are not expecting anything. Do you understand this? Or it's not clear? You do something and you are not expecting anything back. I get you when you get this, whenever you do something, you don't expect somebody to even to say thank you. And Bible is saying that is spirituality. Even though the person lacks courtesy, that shouldn't affect your heart. For you to say that I did this, they didn't regard me, so that is the end. Bible is saying when you talk like that, you are are you not yet canal? So the many things we are doing in the name of courtesy, in the name of education, it is it is carnality. Is somebody listening to what I'm talking about? My funeral came. You gave me a contribution of 100. I've written it. When it is time for funeral connected to you, the same 100. I didn't even touch it. I put it down. I'll take it. The same note. I come and give it to you. You do me, I do you. Same thing. Yet God is saying that, listen, somebody might have brought you 50 cities when it was your wedding. But when it's the person's wedding, you can take a 500 cities, a 1,000 cities and give it to the person. The Bible is saying that that is true spirituality. Until you come to the point where another person's action does not affect your heart towards that person, you are taking a step towards spirituality. Number three, let me close with this. Agape love is loving the unlovable. Do you know that there are some human beings it's difficult to love them? If, I mean, they cannot be loved. They are just some way. They are just some way. They are just some way. But agape love, like God, even though we are some way, God's love continues to come after us. There's a song like that comes after us. We are some way. So when you love somebody that knows it is you, I mean, you see that, you know that sometimes you can love somebody and the person asks you, why do you love me? Because everything I do shows you should not love me. And you see, when anybody tells you that, uh, smile and know that you are being a true spiritual person. Don't only love people that make it easy for you to love them. Bible is saying that love those who make it difficult for you to love them. Whatever they are doing against you is something that is anti that is repelling you. But Bible is saying still love them. Unlovable. They spoke negatively about you, but you still love. 
They don't like you. They gossip about you. But you still love. Everybody say, wow. Oh, say it, wow. Can you do it? Love. If, if you can't do it, then we should know whatever we are doing is not. It is not what? It is not what? Loving. Not lovable. Loving the ones that are difficult to love. You know there are people that are easy to love. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very easy to love. I mean, come to church, they will come to church early, come and do anything, they will do it. So it's easy to love. What about the stubborn ones? And God is saying that if you love those who love you, how different are you from the unbelievers? Jesus is the one talking. He says, if you love those who love you, what difference does it make? Look at your heavenly father. Who caused it to reign on the righteous, on the unrighteous? So he's saying that look at God and behave like God. He doesn't segregate. This person is good, so let it reign in his house. Bible says when God is sending rain, he sends it to everybody. He says, I behave like God. The person that is good to you, be good to him. The person that is not good to you, be good to him. He says that then will men know are the children of God. So there are things that you can do that 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 does not that takes you away from being referred to as a child of God. Candy, I will urge you go and music again. Then will men know that thou art the children of God. So there are certain things that when you do, everybody will say, "Wow, this is a true Christian." True Christian. Because they don't expect you to do that. When you do that, it's a sign of spirituality. Loving the unlovable. Lift up your hands. Rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet. They said February is a month of love, is it not? And we are looking at love. This is the definition of love. Lift up your hands. Just ask the Father, you help me, have mercy upon me. Because I think I have been very canal. I didn't even know I was canal. I thought my spirituality was based on my tongues or the gifting of the spirit that was upon me. But, but I have been just canal. I have been behaving as canal and as man. I ask for mercy, Lord. I ask for mercy, Lord. Messiah. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe this world will produce results in your life as you give attention to it. For more messages, kindly follow Inokadise Ministries on Telegram and any podcast app for downloads. God bless you.